Hello and welcome to Sangam Lit. This is Nandini Karki and in this episode we delve into a historic event and the implications of war and hair that hides within as portrayed in Sangam literary work Natrinai 270 penned by Paranar. Set in the coastal landscape of Nadal, the verse speaks in the voice of the confidant to the man in a hidden bid to rouse the listening lady to welcome him back into her house. தடந்தாள் தாளை குடம்பை நோனா தண்டலை கமழும் வண்டுவடு நாற்றத்து இருள்புரை கூந்தல் பொங்குதுகள் ஆடி உருள்பொறி போல எம்முனை வருதல் அணித்தகை அல்லது பிணித்தல் தேற்றா பெருந்தோற்செல்வத்து இவளினும் எல்லா எற்பெரிது அளித்தனை நீயே பொற்புடை விரியுளை பொழிந்த பரியுடை நன்மான் வேந்தர் ஓட்டிய ஏந்துவேல் நன்னன் கூந்தல் முரட்சியின் கொடிதே மரப்பல் மாதோ நின் விரல் தகைமையே The verse opens with Tadandal Thali, a favourite Sangam expression for the screw pine tree, referring to its curved trunk, as reflected also in Natrinai poems 203 and 131. Other than these two words about the screw pine tree, there are no other markers to make this poem belong to the Nadal region or the coastal country. The word Kudambai talks about a nest and when discussing other poems, we have seen how this word reminds us of Kudumbam, the Tamil word for family. In this verse, the reference has an extra layer of significance which we will unravel in a short while. References to hair seem to abound in this poem. First we see Irulpurai Kundal meaning tresses akin to darkness. Then we meet with Purpudai Viri Ulai, meaning exquisite dancing mane. And finally, the core element in this verse, Kundal Murachi, meaning ropes made from hair. Fascinating, isn't it? The verse ends with Marappal Mado Ninviral Tagaymaye, meaning I have decided to forget your great qualities. Let's explore more. The man and lady had been leading a happy married life when the man took to keeping the company of courtesans. The lady is angered by this action of the man and refuses entry to the messengers who come on the man's behalf. Finally, the man himself appears at the house. The lady's confidant, seeing the man at the gates, says to him, Shirking its hive in the curved trunk tarle, pulled by a cool and rich fragrance born from the kindling of many bees, a bee rushes to those dresses akin to darkness and plays about in the abundant pollen therein, like that intoxicated round bee you appear before me, O Lord. My friend, the lady with fine arms, knows only the art of adorning herself with jewels and not the art of tying you down to herself. More than the kindness you have granted her, you have granted me now. Nannan, who routed many kings with fine horses adorned with exquisite luxuriant tresses with his army of spears, then took to making ropes of women's tresses in that defeated country. Your behaviour to the lady has been more terrible than that cruel act of Nannan's. I have decided to forget that you are a man of courage and virtue.
with these words the confidant is scolding the man for his parting with the lady to seek the courtesan's company and hopes the lady will take pity on the man hearing the confidant's excessive words of anger and permit him entry to their home now let's delve into the nuances the confidant opens the conversation by sketching the portrait of a bee Here's a bee living in its happy hive in the screw pine tree but being content is not what this bee wants it decides to leave the comfort and love of its home and rushes at the call of a cool scent that wafts near it tracing the trail of this scent the bee finds itself near the dark tresses of a woman where pollen abounds owing to the many flowers the woman wears and pecked by other bees many fully intoxicated by the scent the bee finally rolls back home the confidant describes the man's behavior with a succinct metaphor the man too had left the nest of his family to seek the company of courtesans life with the lady is pure and natural akin to being on that tarle tree but the bee seems to rush to the artificial yet seductive pull of those courtesans and this is the story the confidant narrates with the aid of a scene in nature the confidant finishes the first segment of a conversation saying the man has rolled before her like that round bee and says in a note of sarcasm that he seems kinder to her the confidant than her friend the lady the confidant then turns her attention to the attributes of her friend saying all she knows is to adorn herself with fine jewels but possesses not the crucial knowledge of holding her man to herself that must sting the listening lady no doubt From there she moves to an event that transpired in a battle with a king called Nannan and his enemies. This king defeated those enemy kings and their rich horses with his army of spears. He got his victory but did that satisfy him? There is indeed something about war that brings out the worst in humanity and this king seems no exception. We know this because the confidant narrates the tale of how this king tonsured the hair of the women folk of his captives and made long ropes to pull the spoils of war home. Just when we are shocked by this tale of torture, the confidant raises the tempo of our anger towards the man and says his act is more cruel than that act of Nannin's. She finally concludes saying that because of this, she has decided to forget whatever great virtues of courage and goodness the man may have. After these strong words, the confidant hopes that the lady will be moved at the humiliation suffered by her man and the lady's sympathy will thus make her welcome the man back into her life. Now that we have understood the poem, let us zoom into a striking element that has been rendered in this verse. The act of a king who tonsures women's hair to make ropes is an act of cruelty, a violation of human rights totally abhorrent to us today. it underscores the excesses of war for a moment let's shake free from this perspective of war and look at the event of hair being made into ropes is that even possible i wondered
On researching, I learnt of Sani Visser, a Dutch designer who has started a movement called the New Age of Trichology, harnessing the potential of hair and has come up with products such as wings and ropes resting on the strength of human hair. In her website, I read that of all hair types, Asian hair is the strongest and grows the longest, with a single hair being able to hold a hundred grams, and therefore all the hair on a human head can hold around 10 tons of weight. This holds tremendous possibilities for the applications of cut human hair that would otherwise simply gather in landfills unable to see its end easily. Remarkable how something used as torture on women in the past has become an act of kindness to Mother Earth in the present. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and mines. Please rate and review Sangam Lit on your favorite podcast app and do visit nandinikarki.com to share your thoughts. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.